Welcome to Blood Taps, your ultimate True Blood Rewatch podcast, where we sink our teeth into an all-new episode every Thursday. We're your hosts, Ashley and Fawn, so grab your favorite AB positive, and we'll meet you at Merlot's. Welcome back to Blood Types. We are on Season 4, Episode 5, Me and the Devil. Sookie nurtures Eric. Bill gets involved personally in the necromancy crisis. Pam takes the veil. Sam becomes Tommy's accomplice. Arlene and Terry look to religion to solve their problems. Jesus and Lafayette head to Mexico to harness a shaman's power. And Jason... Jason convalesces. Which means, like, it's a healing time after an illness. Gotcha. I was like... What is that word? Yeah. <laughs> I had to, when I played it on the DVD, they, they, they said the synopsis nice. and I had to look it up. So, so many things going on. I know last week was a little kind of, meh. I mean, I don't think it was a filler episode, but I think it was a build-up episode for sure. This is going to be a lot. Yes. This is a lot of information, so get ready. Like, strap in if you're headed to work or headed back from work. Just, like... We're going to try to keep this very concise. Yeah, and I want to talk to you. Like, there's two different things I want to talk about. One of them is about Eric, so please don't come for me. I know you all love Eric. I just want to shine a light on some of his flaws and see, like, we can look at him a different (laughs) way. And then one is about the whole Jolie and Tommy thing. So where would you like to start? I mean, I guess... We could start at where we leave it. Yeah. Right with Tommy. Do we leave it with Tommy or do he's we leave like, it with Jason? He's like getting choked oh, out. Oh, that's right, right. That's right. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. So it like starts immediately where that one leaves off. Yes. Where Jolie is choking Tommy with a chain. Yeah. They, what piece of shit mother lets any man, let alone a powerless man, do that to her son? A piece of shit. Yes, but I think this is one topic I want to talk, talk about is like narcissistic mm-hmm. relationships because she truly believes she can't do this without Jolie. Like she honestly thinks she needs him. Yeah. She has been conditioned by him to think that she can't live without him. Right. And that's so crazy. Like I have to think how, like what would trump like a motherly instinct? I mean, and I think it would be that. That's how abusive relationships happen. Like there are people who stay and endanger their children's lives because they don't feel they can leave or any number of things. So, and if she's been in this for not only Tommy's whole life, but who knows how long before that. Is she also Sam's mom and dad? Joe Lee, I don't think is Sam's dad. Is he? Maybe he is. Oh, rough. I know that Melinda is Sam's mom. That I know. That I can confirm 100%. Yeah, that's <laughs> the paternity the only, test. Yeah, that's the only thing we're sure about. <laughs> we need the baby to write on the wall again. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Sam is not yours. Sam is not yours. Yeah. Um, but that's what I was like. That has to be the only way. She honestly just feels like she needs him. Yeah. And they've been struggling that, like, it will overtrump this. Thank God Tommy chose violence, though. Yeah. But I don't know what he thought would happen if he hit her with a pipe. Like, he hit her with a pipe and then immediately was, like, remorseful. Yeah. Like, so sad. Does this make him a skinwalker now? No, because skinwalker is different lore than shifters. But they set it up with Luna 
that she, it was a big thing that she killed her own mom, a shifter mm-hmm. in her own family, and he did. You know that's not going to carry on. I think it is. The way you, like, feel so strongly that Tommy's <laughs> going to fuck Maxine Fordenberry, I think this has a They make eyes at it. each other. They do not make eyes at each other. <laughs> she's not throwing it back for Tommy. She's no, not okay. throwing Why it back Why was she so pressed that he wasn't there? Because she's codependent. Because she wants to fuck him. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm calling. I think, I think he's going to be a skinwalker. Or quote unquote. I think he's going to die. I think he will die, but I think he's going to be a skinwalker first. Well, I guess maybe we'll find he's, out. Maybe he's the big bad of this season. That would piss me off so much. I would probably not watch next season. I'd be so angry. Really? If Tommy was... The- yes! What a stupid character to make the, like... The bad one. The bad one. They had to build him up so you like him. I don't like him. Okay, so I guess the, the fate of our podcast rests in Tommy's <laughs> the villain or not. All right, let's place your bets. <laughs> All right, so... He kills him and takes takes him right up to, to Sam's doorstep. And is like, oh, hey, I killed him. Oh, he runs and he goes, Sam, we got a problem. Yeah. We? Yeah. <laughs> I know. But why did you disturb the bodies? Because he's like... Oh, he's a child. Yeah. He's a child. He just learned to read, actually. <laughs> you can't expect him to know how to take care of two bodies. Okay. So he brings it to Sam's doorstep and Sam is the good good man that he is was like okay we'll take care of it and i don't know if i like the way they take care of it because i didn't see where this was going at first because mm. they didn't like they were driving it to a body of water and then they just threw him on top i'm like they're not even sinking well what's really funny is sam gets pulled over yes while this is happening by andy mm. and andy's like um you need to open the back of this fan yeah, and tommy sees blood on the inside of it right and tommy has shape shifted into an alligator yeah and sam's just like oh i found him by a dumpster i'm just gonna go throw him back in the swamp <laughs> excuse me is that a thing that people do they're just like ah, i just got a loose alligator back there yeah i thought i thought the alligator like ate the the body i have to strap my dog in in the car <laughs> and you're telling me you have a full fucking alligator back there this is louisiana Leave it in the comments. Do you just travel with alligators in your car? But that was smart thinking on his part. Yeah. Because the way they built it up, because Sam was like, no, I'm not going to open it. Uh, He grabs his gun, and he's always ready to fucking shoot somebody, just like Felton. He goes, you're taking too long, and he opens it himself, and then that's when he finds an alligator. And Tommy's so proud of himself, he goes, I didn't kill him. No, you just killed two other people. But, but thanks, he was Tommy. he was ready. He had the shovel. He goes, don't worry, Sam. Yeah. I'm not going to let you get caught by the cops. Me? Bitch, I'm selling you out immediately. Right. I am selling you out immediately. I am not going down for this at all. I would be like, oh, yeah, I'll be right there in the van. You just get everything set up. And immediately I'm calling 911 and being like, uh, my weird fucking brother just showed up with two dead bodies. I need you to get here right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like, And Andy was probably at Merlot's anyway, getting drunk. He was just parked on the right side of the road. Like, I don't think he just has anything else to do. Well, there doesn't seem... When Suki left, I don't think any crime happened. Yeah. Well, no, they had to find her. And then... Yeah, that was it. That I was guess, crime. I guess Hotshot really calmed down after Suki wasn't there. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess now who knows. But... Oh, yeah. They weren't dealing because Felton was gone. Yeah. So they're really... He made me just fucking bored. No wonder he went to drugs. <laughs> Amen. When you're bored, do drugs, kids. <laughs> That's what we're learning. That's going to be Fawn's mom. Yeah, yeah, when you're born, do drugs. Just do drugs. So Sam does throw marshmallows into the water, and, like, the gators are going to eat them, so. Gators, at, like, mixed with piranhas, the way the that they immediately take care of the body, the tarp, the rope, 
at all, but don't touch the marshmallows. Wait, isn't this the place where Sam and Daphne swam? That was a yeah. that was a different. No, waterfall. I think so. I don't know. the The deck looked different. Like it looked more worn down. They're like we have a watering hole every five yards. Yeah. <laughs> but this is one thing I can't decide on what my favorite line is. Mm-hmm. So, but one of my favorite lines in this scene was, "It's in the Ten Commandments: Don't kill shit or fuck with your parents." And I did both. Well, and then Sam's like, "It's okay. I've killed before too." It's like, what about war? What about war? It's self-defense. You you didn't do anything wrong. He goes, you've killed somebody before? And he goes, yeah. He's like, oh, you don't even know how many fucking people I've killed, Tommy. (laughs) Grabbing me, Yeah. (laughs) And he goes, they stole from me. And I'm like... You gotta kill people sometimes. Yeah, Tommy. Do drugs and kill people. (laughs) You think I wouldn't shoot you, bitch? I've killed people over less. I, Yeah. Yeah, Tim, Tommy's really surprised. Sam literally shot you. No. <laughs> like, you're lucky. He's like, I didn't think you had it in you. Did you? Right. The the physical therapy and uh, actually getting shot in the leg didn't, didn't, didn't do that, for, that you? Up for you? Oh, Lord. So that's kind of where the uh, Merlot brothers... What's Tommy's last name? Pickens. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Never mind. <laughs> do you want to get Arlene and Terry out of the way real fast? Yes. This is the most unnecessary plot point. Oh my god. Like, this is the unnecessary story arc that I, like, don't care but about. But, claps to Letty May. This bitch got her reverend. <laughs> this did. bitch got her reverend. She put it into the world and the universe fucking delivered. I mean, manifest your dreams. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure God doesn't give you... Anyway. Well, good for her. Yeah. But they're singing gospel songs and uh-huh. they're doing their thing and, um... Arlene and Terry start singing along. Terry cleans up good. Terry's hot. Yeah, Terry in a suit with yeah. his hair combed back. Yeah. Hot. But they're burning sage, which is really funny because I don't think that is a Christian or Catholic tradition. But what do I know? Yeah. Triplet teaches me something new every day. Exactly. Um, and so Arlene and Terry have sex. Is this what marriage is? <laughs> Having sex with your shirts on? I guess. <laughs> Is this I guess. marriage now? You can't even... You're like, I've got three kids just staring up. This show has showed almost everything but the birth canal. And... True. Won't show titties? Titties are sacred. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sacred home. And she's a mother. Yeah, she's a mother. How dare you want to see a mother's titties? <laughs> it's just like, oh, just left your shirts on. Right. But they have some beautiful silk sheets. And the baby is less than two feet away in the playpen, like sleeping. Terrifying. I <laughs> how can I can't even have a sex with a dog in the room, and you have your full ass baby right there. Horrifying. I hate that. What if the baby woke up? Then you stop fucking, I guess. That's and you horrible. Tend to the baby. I'd be like, cry it out. <laughs> Figure Mama's it out. almost there. <laughs> Mommy's busy. <laughs> Anyways, um, so they start talking about how much they mean to each other and blah, blah, blah. They're having... It like, was beautiful. It was very cute. Um, but then just, like, matches just light themselves on fire. Yeah. And everybody's just like, cool. I guess this is normal. No, nobody knows react. about it. Yeah. Nobody knows about it. So, yeah. Because is... they would... That sex put them straight to sleep. Sometimes you just gotta roll... You don't even go pee. You just gotta roll over and take a nap. She's like, I'll take the BV. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't you worry. Oh. So... So, everything else kind of ties in together except for... Alcide. 
Yes. The one Alcide scene of the episode. Okay, so we do finally see Alcide. And last episode, Debbie was like, you're not cheating on me, but I'm also worried about you cheating on me. Yeah, she's very suspicious about the whole thing. Which, uh, yeah, I would be too. She could smell that he shifted. The sniffing sense in this show, actually, I don't know why that is our number one thing this, this season is sniffing, yeah. but everyone sniffs. Yeah, everyone sniffs. No. We've covered that already. Yeah, there's a trilogy yeah. that we're putting out. So, um, but yeah, so last episode, Debbie was very upset about yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Well, she was upset, but not upset because she was like, don't cheat on me, but also I know you're not cheating on me. She was asking questions like, oh, you shifted. Huh. Oh, you helped Sookie. Huh. Why can't he just be like, yeah, literally Eric Northman ran away and I had to help her? Well, he like told the half truth right. that comes out. He goes, yeah, I was working late. And she goes, oh, yeah, you really are working late. And then that's when when she comes suspicious. That's when he goes, yeah, you know, Sookie always in fucking trouble. And then, yeah. And then she climbs on top of him and goes, I work like she. Thank you for sharing it with me. Right. You could tell that underneath this is not over. Mm-hmm. This is not over. Every woman has had this talk before. But if my man drops everything to go help another girl. Oh, bye. You're yeah. getting locked out of the damn house. This right. is my house now. Exactly. Like, I wouldn't be cool with that either. Mm-mm. And then, like, if I had her senses of, like, you shift today? You're supposed to be at work building houses. Like, stuff's starting not to add up. And he's so like, he oh, wasn't, it's so He wasn't fully truthful in the beginning. I'm like, well, oh, well, thanks for sharing. But why yeah. did you need to lie about that just be honest yeah it goes back to my sam and dean conversation from last episode where i'm like communication just talk to each other she goes you're in my bed boy you don't gotta worry about sookie and now you find him now the only scene in the whole episode was <laughs> this man shows up at his door it's luna's husband how did you know that because his name is the same the marcus guy Oh, I didn't even connect those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Luna's husband. Oh. Well, he is um, first talking in riddles. I, just get to it. Yeah. And, um, Communication. You find, yeah, <laughs> you find out that he is the pack leader mm-hmm. of Shreveport. And apparently you're supposed to register like you're a sex offender. Yeah, so strange. Like, don't you just know when there are shifters and werewolves? Well, he did. I guess he gave you a grace period. But it's like... No, I'm a lone wolf. And he goes, well, that doesn't work for me. And he goes, it's working just fine for me. And then they just, like, stare each other down as he, like, And Alcide's like, bye. Right. Closes the door. So, yeah, that's That's the that's only Alcide scene. He kept all of his clothes on. Which so is fine. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> Maybe I, next time. Again, just a beautiful man. He's just, gorgeous. Just a beautiful man. But I'm glad, they, I'm glad he's in there somehow. Right. Just, just, to, just to make Throw everything feel better. Yeah. So, I think we should talk about Jason. That's not really, yeah, that's not really connected to the Marnie stuff. Okay. Um, so, the first time you see Jason is there, Jessica's tucking him into bed. Mm-hmm. They had to take him home, make sure he's okay, which is really great. That's not what Jason's house looked like. Well, he's at their house. Because Jessica goes home and he goes, I'm going to oh, stay here with Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess a lot happens in a year. Guess from the money a lot of renovation. House. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's a nice bedroom. Yeah, it didn't so... look like that when Amy died. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't even think they had sheets on the bed. Hell, probably not. Yeah. So they took him in, and then Jessica and Hoyt fight over her body language. I mean, come on. We've all done that. Nothing's wrong when something's very obviously wrong. Yeah. But 
I, she should be pissed because literally he's like, thank you for saving Jason's life. And it's like, okay, so it's good enough for your friend, but you won't drink for me, even though you claim you fucking love me. He doesn't remember. Oh, she, that's right. She glamoured her. Shouldn't she be okay? I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Then it's probably guilt. Like you can't even hug him? Just break up with him, Jessica. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. But Jason has a dream about Hoyt and Jessica. <laughs> that, to say the least. I was like, did porn just come on my television? Right. <laughs> yeah. She's grinding and moaning. And then when Hoyt's on the side, just like, that's my girl. We got some cooking here in Trueblood. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Only took us four seasons. I know. We got some cooking. But I, I didn't, like, at least he checked it was a dream, I guess. Yeah. But I didn't think about when you mentioned last week about her, mm-hmm. the blood. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. That this is why. But he checked to make sure it was a dream first, and then he was in it. And he goes, can we just stop talking about Hoyt? Can we just... Yeah. Because she keeps moaning Hoyt, and then at the end, it turns into Hoyt, and that's when he wakes up, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I thought was so funny. I I needed that little comedic relief right. there. So did Jason. Yeah, but he had just started, like, he had just got done talking about how everything about sex. Yeah. Like, it was all of his problems. Right. So Hoyt and Jason, the next morning, after Jason dreams about fucking Jessica <laughs> and Hoyt, uh, they go to Merlot's together. Uh-huh. Which, I'm sorry, if I had a sex dream about my friend and the next morning we had breakfast plans, I'd cancel. Yeah, he looked him straight in the face. I couldn't do it. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I have to cancel. I can never tell you why, but I have to cancel today. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Jason starts telling Hoyt about all of the horrible things that happened to him. Uh, about Like in Hotshot and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And um, He has an epiphany about sex. Yes. He's like, sex seems to be all of my problems yes. come from. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. I think it's about, I'm surprised you didn't notice it sooner. And he has probably one of my favorite lines of the episode. He's talking in the voice of God when he goes, Jason Stackhouse, you fuck too many hot women. Let's see how you like it. <laughs> but he's a bad friend. He's just as bad of a friend as Sookie. Because Hoyt's trying to be like, yeah, Jess is kind of distant. I don't know what's going on with her. Uh, no, I'm going to stand up for Jason on this one. This man was literally just raped by, like, 15 people. He's allowed to be a little selfish right now. But I don't care about Jessica and Hoyt. It's true. But you didn't need to stop. Like, he he saved your life. Yeah. Shouldn't he be able to vent a little bit, too? Damn. No. <laughs> and he has to end up paying for breakfast. Yeah. So you can defend Jason, but I think he's kind of a shit. Like, friend, Well, too. both him and Sookie are used to being put in different places. Like, Jason is used to it being all about him and used to it being, like, I'm the quarterback and I'm the best and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I think he's very recently actually coming to terms with his, like, crash from the pedestal. Yeah. So I think in his mind, he's still just, like, it's all about me. And yeah. neither of them are good friends. No. At all, as we've established multiple times. But he literally goes, I don't... I have bigger fish to fry, Hoyt. And I was like, oh, he saved your life. Jessica saved his life. Okay, well, if he didn't know Jessica and Jessica wasn't in his car going True. to wherever they were going. Right, then Jason would be dead. You you already collapsed on the road. You were, you were welcoming at death's doorstep. Yeah. That's where you were. Um, But I guess I can see he has a lot going on. Do you think... That Jason has to act all big and bad and, like, do all these things, not only to prove to himself, but, like, to get out of Sookie's shadow, because everybody who talks about their family probably talks about how weird Sookie has been growing up. 
Well, see, but in the books, it's kind of the opposite. Where it's oh. like, Jason is, like, really revered in town and everybody loves him and Sookie's a freak. And so that's why, like, in the first chapter, she's like, Jason has to hug me for charity or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I'm... To, right. Yeah. So I don't think it's... I don't think Jason lives in Sookie's shadow. Hmm. I think that he doesn't care about his sister, to be honest. I mean, he did bitch shop her. He... Immediately, like, yeah. <laughs> like three episodes into the entire show, yeah, he fucking just, just like beast wailed on her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so those are my thoughts. So yeah, that's uh, Jason's just having sex dreams about Jessica. Hoyt and Jessica, and yeah. yeah, we'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how Hoyt was a man child and didn't want to say "I love you" or "good night" to Jessica as she left? I hate Hoyt. So. Like he was even glamoured and he still right. just had to had to just yeah. push those buttons. When people show you their true colors the first time, believe, believe them. them. Yeah. Believe them. So leave him, Jessica. Yeah, let's talk about Lafayette. Okay. I feel like they just leave Marnie in the woods. Dude. They're like, fuck that. Now we have right. two vampires pissed off at us. Right. We're done hanging out with you because you're right. just going to cause more and more problems. Because all she does is like, I don't know how I did it. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't me. I love the fact that they're just like, okay, well, we're going to go to Mexico. That's the only solution. <laughs> That's the only Everyone solution. runs to Mexico. And uh, Jesus is like, I have a, a grandfather there who's very powerful and who can help us. Mm-hmm. And tells a story about how... He made Jesus sacrifice a pet goat. But he loved the goat. And then his grandfather's like, okay, cool. Now that you've got to bond with the goat, kill it. And he had to stab it to death. That's so horrible. That's horrible. But then he goes, I've never felt so powerful. I'm like, it's adrenaline, babe. Yeah. It's adrenaline. That's what you're searching for, adrenaline. And people get crazy when they feel like their life's in danger. For real. Yeah. they're They're desperate. They're at the end of their rope. They're like... I don't know why they're worried at the vampires when, like, I would be attached to Marnie's hip. I'd be like, okay, she's my witchy bodyguard. Because she literally made one of their faces melt off. And then, like, Eric has forgotten everything he knows. I would be afraid she was going to murder me to try to bring my body back to life. Oh, she's so many vampires she gets to play with. (laughs) They're just meat suits. So they arrive at the grandfather's house in record fucking time. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the distance between like Shreveport and Mexico is, but we'll have to look it up. And there's a pregnant woman outside. This grandfather is still breeding. And then the grandfather's like, I knew you were going to show up. I've I been was expecting, expecting you. you. And I'm like, whenever somebody says that, it's never a good it's thing. It's never good. It's never a good thing. And that's kind of it. Yeah, that's where we them. leave them. So you want to talk about Marnie? A lot happens with Marnie. Yes. So, after we leave Marnie in the woods... She stays in the circle and was like, where are you going? Don't leave! We're leaving you, bitch! Don't leave! But I guess before that, we could talk about Sookie's reading. Sookie goes to Holly, Mm -hmm. talks about trying to get information on the witchy club, and then Holly doesn't want to talk to her because she's friends with vampires. And so she tracks down and goes to the Moon Emporium by herself, Mm -hmm. and then she gets a reading from Marnie. Mm -hmm. Um... And it's actually, she talks to Gran. And Gran is like, you need to get away. Yeah, Gran is like, you need to watch after Jason. The new man in your life, don't give him your heart. 
it because this situation's only temporary and that Marnie is dangerous and you need to run. And I love that when she listens in, it's actually the uh, grand I voice. Know. I thought that was a really nice touch that they did. Okay, Triplet, you want me back one point? <laughs> okay, that was really that was really sweet. Right. And then she goes, "When my grand says to run, I run," and I'm like, "Fucking yeah, amen." <laughs> listen to somebody, right? You listen to somebody. Okay, so Marnie is arrested essentially. Oh, she was like taken down. Nobody could really take her down except humans. Humans seem to be able to easily just like capture her pretty quickly. I can't remember the girl. I guess because she trusts them. Yeah, especially that girl who was in her group. Katerina. What's her name? I thought her name was Sarah. Sure. (laughs) Look. Whatever her name (laughs) is. They're not going to matter after this. That's true. So whatever her name was comes, talks about Marnie, talks about another thing happening in the woods, and then Bill's bodyguards take her down and take her into custody. Mm -hmm. And she's in a jail cell, and that's when she has another flashback Mm -hmm. to this witch Antonia. Antonia, that you find out later in the episode, where she's in jail and having like a like a witchy group mm-hmm. similar to to what Marnie was doing, and then vampire priests come in and drink one of her members dry, pretty yeah. much. And then that's when Bill's like, "Do you know? Do you know where Eric is? Do you know how to reverse the spell on Pam?" And she's honestly like, "I don't know." I tell you, I don't know. I don't know where he is. He yeah. came and attacked us. I just, something came over me. I don't know. And he goes, I'm going to go down there and glamour her just to make sure. And then he Which is the like, same you're thing. an all-powerful witch, but you can get glamoured? Question mark? Yeah, she really tried to fight it. Yeah. But. She didn't win. No. After that is when you find out that the witch that she's, has been, like, the spirit mm-hmm. that takes over her. Is like you said, her name is Antonia. It was uh, 1610 in Lagonio, Spain. I'm sorry if I Perfect. say that wrong. That was the witch being burned at the stake. And the mm-hmm. day that happened, she used her powers, her necromancy, to pull all vampires within a 20-mile radius to make them go into the sun. Just a massive that's murder. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And that's where they're scared of her. That's yeah. where they're... This is so serious. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And then Pam... Poor Pam, dude. Her face looks so fucked Her face up. looks horrible, but she kind of spills the beans on Eric. Mm-hmm. She spills the beans on Eric that she knows that his memories were erased, and Bill coerces her to tell him where he is, and he's at Sookie's. And yeah. then he runs off to Sookie's. Like, wow, bitch. Great job. Yeah. Now not only is Eric in danger, but Sookie is in Sookie's danger in as danger. well. Yeah, six... Especially when he, she lives 30 yards. He's going to be able to just I know. But he's not in trouble, right? Like, he's not in trouble. Why are we... Why? Why? I, I, wanna, I can't wait I to know. find out why Bill needs to find Eric when he just did what he was told. Right. Because Eric, because Bill doesn't want to get in trouble. And it's easier to dispose of him than try to face the repercussions. Yeah, so dumb. Um, let's talk about Eric. Okay. His? Oh, one thing with Bill oh. I do want to get out of the way yeah. is he goes to Portia and glamours her so that every time she sees his face, she runs and screams. Yeah. She still wants to fuck him so bad. If I found out that you were my great-great-great-grandfather, yeah. I would not get wet anymore. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, oopsie. She's trying to defend her case on why she should um have sex with him. Yeah. Not for me. Not for it's me. a no for me, baby. Yeah. 
it's been a no for me when yeah. you look me in the face and be like, you're my great, 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 great granddaughter. And I'm like, okay, cool. That was a one and done. Yeah. Can you please leave my home? <laughs> Actually, it's good that you said that. I don't want to see you either. Right. Um, so I guess that just leaves Eric. Yeah. So he's watching Suki sleep and he turns and fucking Godric is there, which yeah. like was not expecting that. Why has he had more screen time when he's dead than when he's alive? Because we don't get nice things in this TV show. <laughs> but Godric, like, starts touching Sookie. Mm-hmm. Like, running his hand all on her. Mm-hmm. And Eric's like, don't touch her. Don't do it. Yeah. Then we find out Eric is having a dream after Godric is like, drink verb sake. Yeah, this is this is an, a whole nother level a dream. Mm-hmm. But he wakes up, and his fangs are out. Yeah. And he goes up to Sookie's... Um, bedroom he's like i had a bad dream well no he was gonna kill her well, yeah until she woke up at the right time yeah yeah and then this is this is again a child i had a bad dream i flew up can i stay here till the sunrise <laughs> yeah come on and they're supposed to try to fuck also i think if i had a vampire living in my home i would sleep during the day and be up all night same here. Especially if I didn't have to go to work. She has too much trust in something she can't control. Yeah. There is no way. If I literally had a vampire in my house, I would change my whole sleeping schedule. Oh, for sure. Just so that something like that didn't happen. Yeah. But, you know, she makes sure she only works during the day, though. So she can be home at night with him. No, Suki. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he puts his head in her lap and she's like, you can stay here till sunrise. They do, I guess, whatever they do all night long. Yeah, he's, she's, if you told me a week ago, I'd be stroking Eric Northman's hair. No get, one cares, Suki. Get the fuck out Also, here. this hasn't been a week yet. Mm-mm. It's been, what, like a day? It's probably been like... <laughs> Two days. Yeah. Well, the whole Jason thing happened in 48 true, hours. True, true, Because she talks to Jason because I called you the other day. Again, communication. Why yeah. don't these siblings talk to each other? Yeah. So, my thing was, I guess it'll make more sense if we talk, let's talk about Tara real quick, and then we'll bring it back around to Eric after they talk after Tara leaves. Yeah. So. So, Tara, t- Terry, Tara and Suki are sitting, and, like, Tara's telling Suki all about her new girlfriend and her life in New Orleans. Oh, before that, she, like, she calls her girlfriend oh, after yeah. Jay, uh jesus and lafayette leave and she's talking to her and her girlfriend's like very distant she goes who the fuck's tara northen thornton mary thornton yeah and tara's like "Mm, i don't know what a weird thing to say yeah also why would she be getting a like something from social security and the address was bon tom yeah how did it get to her new orleans i guess she was going through her stuff communication right. come on people don't right snoop. You so the girlfriend's hurt. mad and i don't know if she told her all the truth or not that's how she ended up on Suki's couch that she's telling her that her girlfriend she's lied to her the mm-hmm. whole time and that she hates bon tom and that she just wanted to run away from this life she asked to stay the night and so he's like no no it's not a good night it's not a good Which night. Which you know something is fucked up when your best friend says, no, you cannot stay the night. Yeah. She goes, no, sorry. And then Eric just shows Arrives. up. And she freaks out, as she should, because the last time she saw him, he was biting her neck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, trying to kill her. And she's like, fuck you both. And then runs out. Oh, no. She goes, this is the guy who sells you out to Russell Edgington, 
force you to drink his blood and like all this other stuff that Eric has done. And he's sitting there kind of like taking it all in. Yeah. And then Tara leaves. As rightfully so. I sure as hell would. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out. I would have made a Tara-shaped hole in the door. Like, that's what I would have done. And then Eric and Sookie have a discussion. Oh, my God. Have a discussion. This is the communication you were talking about. He's like, I hate that I can be a bad guy. I don't like thinking that I could kill you, Sookie. It's like, I'm the reason for all of your pain. I don't want to snuff out your light. Oh, my God. That's... I hate it's because he's a child yeah. like he's literally acting like a kid and that's what makes it so hard is it's like it's not like a big daddy Eric Northman's coming and being like I'm sorry for all the shit I put you through I love you like I care about you and I want you to be safe it's not like big strong Viking Northman's here yeah it's like a child a child like, I'm sorry but then we're supposed to be really happy that they kiss oh yeah they have like a whole build-up to this kiss and you're yeah. and it's like I didn't like it because no. I was looking at Eric being like, you're, you're a baby. Because he just keeps trying to run away. And she goes, Eric, come back. No, like, please don't leave me. But the only thing, what I wanted to touch on is hopefully the Eric community doesn't hate me, mm-hmm. is she's sitting across from him and like making excuses for everything bad he's done. Everything. That is Suki's thing, though. I just think she like. She made excuses for Bill. Yeah. But like. If it was you, if it was right. me and you, mm-hmm. and this man, right. like I was in a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. and this man, I kept making an excuse for him, like, he can change. He has a good heart. Right. I wouldn't still be here if I knew that you couldn't, you're not, you don't have good potential. That's all he's got. We're sitting here. Right. Eric Northman. Right. He's, she's like, I see it now. I see it. Right. Out, out of somebody who's been in a toxic relationship. How she's just making excuses for right. everything bad. But it's bad. not right. It's not right. And he's done really fucked up he's things. He's done a lot of bad things. And she's kind of just like sweeping it under the rug. It's okay just because you don't remember. Right. It's okay. You're, you're not that person anymore. Yes, he is. Give him a week of hell. Give him a week of being like, fuck you. You're the worst. Yeah. And then after that, you can be a little bit easier. Yeah. But give him he a goes, week. why do you let me stay here? She should have been like, because I'm a good person. Right. Yeah, because it's for me, not for you. Yeah. Well, it's about to be for everybody, because Bill's about to fucking show up. Yeah. And they're out there kissing from the last time we saw them. Oh, my God. I hope Bill shows up and they're kissing. Do you think they're going to fight? Bill and Eric? Yeah. I don't know, because I think once Bill realizes what has happened to Eric, like, I don't think he understands exactly what's going on. So I think when he finds out exactly what is going on, it's going to be a very interesting power dynamic. Maybe it's not even because Nancy Flanagan's mad. I think that Bill wants to do this because, like, he fucked up and sent him in there by himself. Yeah. He's trying to cover his own ass. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. So he's like, you need to reverse this because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get in trouble for this. Yeah. Because the the Vampire League is like, let's just kill them. Like, let's just kill the witches. But they're like, Nancy Flanagan's like, no, no no bad press. Yeah. We're not doing that. We're being nice. So Eric is a terrible person. They're all terrible people. There is no good person in this TV show. Terry. Okay. Terry is pure. Yeah. He just wants a baby. Yeah. Poor Terry, man. Yeah. I adore him. (sighs) But that's episode five. So, woof. Look at this. We're almost halfway through this season. Name one thing that's happened. Name one thing that hasn't happened. Exactly. (laughs) Golly. Like, again, there's no clear 
I guess Marnie is kind of closer to the big bad, but I kind of miss the story structure of like, okay, we're all going to come together to kill like they did Marianne. Right. Like everybody rallied around. There was one big bad. And now there's so many storylines. It's hard to kind of decipher everything that's going on. I did want to, when Godric and Eric were talking and Godric is like, you're incapable of love, blah, blah, blah. Like, I wonder why Eric is having a dream about Godric speaking to him that way when Godric's whole thing was like love and light. He didn't remember who he was. Yeah. I think it's more, I don't think it's really Godric. I think it's like a, like a physical, like representation of how he feels about himself. Yeah. I think it's like a, this is too good to be true. You're a vampire and you cause so much pain. Right. You shouldn't be, like, you shouldn't be happy. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite lines is from Lafayette, and it was to Marnie. And he said, Hooker, you pissed off another vampire, then you took a goddamn nap. And I loved that so much. I thought that was really funny. That's the best. Well. Yeah, I guess that's it. Tell us your favorite lines. There's three ways you can do this. You can go to the link in the show notes, and you can leave us a voice memo, and we can play it or um, talk about it on the show. You can leave it to us to our email or to our Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Any of the points we talked about, your favorite parts of this episode, just no spoilers, please, because we have, we, we are on this fucking roller coaster that is true blood and please don't, don't ruin it for us. We don't want to spoil it for us or for anybody in the community who may be like watching along or hasn't seen it and is like forgotten major plot points. So that's kind of why we ask for no spoilers is because it's like, we if you were to ask me what happens next, I could not tell you. Yeah. I just remember the church becomes a big thing later on. And that's all I know. I remember a smoke monster. Great. We're on two very different pages. (laughs) I was like, that is not what I remember. Yeah. Well, Wolf, when it happens, you'll find out. We'll see. We'll see you next Thursday for episode six.